Okay, good evening, everyone. So we are in the Shulchan Aruch. We are up to Sif Dalid. So we're going to go through a few a few Sifim today. Some of the topics are not so nagea, so you'll see what we spend time on. In Sif Dalid, the Mechaber, the Shulchan Aruch says, So we saw this briefly last time, that one is not allowed to cook Bechal of Isha in mother's milk. With name Maris Ayin, there's an Isser of Maris Ayin. However, there's a Yisoy that if Imnafal is Seich HaTavshel, anytime you have Maris Ayin that ends up in the Tavshel, it's bottle, and you don't need shishim, you don't need a, a, a shear, a minimum amount against the chal of isha, and it'll be bottle. So if someone was uh, holding a baby bottle and spritzed into, into a food, halacha is, it will be mutter. Additionally, as we mentioned last time, anytime you have an iser of maris ayin, the classic example would be a blood spot in today's eggs. If you have unfertilized eggs and there's a blood spot, so if that blood spot got mixed into a food and it is no longer visible, so then it's automatically bottle. It, it doesn't need a shear. One would be allowed to eat it. That's the, the Shulchan Aruch. Let's see the Ramah. The Ramah says, Venera lefizad, the koshkin the asr levashel. Now, since the Mechaber said one cannot cook meat, in Chal of Isha, because of Maris Ayin. So too, this for sure, Isser Levashel Lechatchila to cook Bechal of Tmeya, Oibasa Tmeya, Bechal of Tahira. One cannot cook, let's say, Chal of Tmeya, which would be camel's milk. You can't use, you can't cook meat in camel's milk. Or you can't cook Basa Tmeya, camel meat, in Chal of Tahira in cow's milk. So there will be a, a, a concern of maris ayin. It looks similar, milk and meat, even though one of them is not is not from a kosher min, and technically it wouldn't be called chalei vimoy, it wouldn't be called basar, and there will be no iser on the rice level of bishul basar b'chalav. Still, according to the Ramah, there's an iser derabanan, and he says v'dafka once again. The Ramah's yisod is basar behima avu ba'ayif. Ayif is only derabanan ein lachush. As we saw last week, the Ramah seemingly holds there is no maris ayin. When we're dealing with Isure de Rabbanon, and based on this, this is where the Taz and the Shach, and that was last week's uh, last week's discussion. So it seems like there will be an Isser of cooking milk with non-kosher meat. Let's say a person had. So the first year we you know we we spoke about the Ramah. Anytime we're not dealing with Basu Bechalav, there's no Isser Hana. But the question is, are you allowed to cook? So let's go back to our culinary uh, question from back in the first year. Someone's at, in, in a culinary school. So we said, L'chaira, as long as they're not cooking milk and meat, as long as they're cooking uh, pork and milk, that's not Basu Bechalav and there should be no issue. However, according to the Ramah, there would be an Isser of Maris Ayin. That is the sheet of the Ramah. If you look at the Ramah, the first, the first Ramah we had, in Pezai and Sifalif, he said, What about Bishul? So I mentioned then that there are times where the Ramah will hold, it's not necessarily Mutter Bishul because you might have situations of Maris Ayin. Okay, that's the sheet of the Ramah. I'm sorry, I don't understand the meaning. Maris Ayin. You know, you shouldn't lechatchila, or you can lechatchila. You could lechatchila. In lachos, there's no concern of maris ayin. You could cook, uh, let's say, um, chicken? chicken and non and uh, and and chal of tamea, and and chal of tamea. Oh, what about chal of chal of tahira? That's also only only aser midrabanan because even together would be aser midrabanan, and lechayra there would not be an iser of bishul. Now the shach okay. points out two things. The shach says first of all to be consistent. We hold there's always maris ayin even on the rabbanans, so there will be a problem of oif bechalav as well to cook it. However, he says we don't see maris ayin on bishul, 
And according to the Shach, there will be no problem of Maris Ayin when it comes to Bishel Oif Bechala. So let's say, go back to culinary school, the Shaila in Switzerland. If it was only chicken and milk, again, they're not eating it. They just have to follow the curriculum and they have to cook. So as long as you're only cooking chicken and milk, the Shach would say there is no problem. Some of the Paiskim, uh, some of the contemporary Paiskim discuss why exactly there will be a Maris Ayin when it comes to Oif Bechala. Oif is a white, it's white meat, it's chicken, it doesn't look like meat. So the price can say two things. Number one, depending how it's prepared, uh, chicken could look like meat. You could have chicken steaks. That's like a, your Glotmart uh, specialty. You have your chicken steaks. Additionally, we are accustomed to our chickens being a certain color. That's based on select breeding and uh, only specific species are used in the breeding of the chicken that you eat. But if doesn't mean chicken, it means bird. So there are other types of birds that are kosher that don't, necessarily look like white chicken and therefore you could have a dark meat uh, a dark meat chicken that looks like busser. Okay, that is Sif Dalid. Again, not Sonagea. If someone's in culinary school, you have to know the, you know you have to know what to do. But we'll move on to Sifhe. Now Sifhe as well is not so practical uh, in our times, but it's good to go through it briefly. So just an introduction to Sifhe. So Sifhe talks about eggs. So the Gemara in the Gemara says that a person is not allowed to paskin in front of his Rebbe. You're not allowed to pass in front of your Rebbe. Part of the reason why there's a minog to give smicha, even though today the smicha is not really the same smicha as they had back in the day prior to the Asar Malchus, but the smicha is really like your Rebbe giving you rishos, giving you permission to paskin. So you're not violating al when Rabbi when your Rebbe has given you smicha. So the Gemara says, Afilu be'asa bekuchta. You can't even paskin regarding a shayla of eggs, beya, in kutcha in kutach. Kutach was, was this uh, whey dip. Your uh, kutach comes up all over shas because there were some breadcrumbs in it. So you have to know is it chayv and chala? Is it pasakum? Chametz? There's also some uh, milk in it, some whey. So questions of chalabakum. So kutach is like the classic Gemara food. So you're not even allowed to paskin if one can eat eggs and kutach together. Even that, you're not allowed to paskin al yareh b'fnei rabbi. So we're going to come back to that in a moment. It seems like a tremendous chiddush that you can't even paskin that shayla in front of your rabbi. It's a simple question. Eggs are not uh, fleshics. So last week we already uh, said that your classic Jewish food of lox and cream cheese, bagels, lox, and cream cheese is not so classic. So maybe egg and cheese is also out the window, really taking away your uh, your breakfast options. So let's see the, the, the halacha here. Although it's true that eggs that you buy in the store, hard-boiled eggs or eggs that you make at home, is 100% parv, and that is true. There's no chiddish, there's no question, that's 100% parv. However, that wasn't the classic egg that people would eat at home. People would shecht, you would shecht a tarnagoyles, a chicken. Ravelski used to always make fun of us, but he would, he, would shecht, uh, he would have someone shecht chickens in the classroom, and once in a while he would shecht the rooster, and he would, he would ask anyone if they would see the eggs inside the rooster. There's always some guy that said, yeah, he claimed he saw it. He's like, it's a rooster. There's no eggs in there. Anyways, the Gemara says, Tanagoylas. You shot the Tanagoylas and you find an egg inside. Many uh, many people use this as a delicacy. As you can imagine, it had a very, very good taste. So the question is, at what point does it go from oif to being you know part of the chicken to separate, to be what we'll call a pirsha, we'll call it something, and it's no longer considered meat. So you have five different sheets. It's all based on the Gemara in in, uh, in Beya, as you can imagine. Masechtas Beitza talks about eggs. 
There are five different shitas. Rashi learns, and again, the point is that it, it, it fully developed as an egg. Rashi says, once the chelmoin, now that we're going to see two terms here, chelmoin and chelboin. The easy way to remember is chelboin has the shirish of chala, of milk. So chelboin is talking about the white part of the, uh, the egg, and chelmoin means the yolk. So Rashi says, once the chelmoin is there, that's enough. It's already considered a formed egg, and it's no longer flashix. Again, only flashix on a Durabana level anyways, because we're dealing with chicken. Rashi says once it already formed with a yolk, a full yolk, it's no longer flashik. The, the, the Rashba says you need both chalmain, vichalbain, the yolk and the white. Rabbeinu Yohannesson, quoted in Archas Chaim, says that not only does it have to be fully developed, it has to be detached from the eshkol, from the cluster of eggs. If you, you look online afterwards, you can see the development of, of an egg. It originates as a cluster of eggs inside the chicken. Then the Archas Chaim brings another shita that it's only considered an egg when the klifa raka, which means the soft membrane, forms. And finally, the shita, the rajbam, holds that it has to have a klipa kashi, you need the hard shell. Only after the hard shell is formed, that's when it's considered an egg and no longer considered ife. So you have five different shitas. Again, if you're shechting and you're eating this, you should know all the different shitas. The halacha, the shulchan goes with the rashba, that as long as it has both, as you see, beitzim hanimtza and ba'ifais, imhim gemurais, if they're complete, which means, da'ainu, shiyeshtem chelboin v'chamoin, and it has the yolk, well, chelboin means the white, v'chamoin and the yolk, even though it's still attached to uh, to, to the gidin, to the, the sinews over there, it's considered intact. And you're allowed to eat it. You're allowed to eat it with milk. That is the shita of the Shulchan Aruch. He says, If only has the yolk, one is not allowed to cook them in milk. He says, at the end of the day, you don't have to wait six hours because, as we, you know, we're jumping ahead. But six hours is only a minog. It's only based on it's it's a minog on a derabanan, not to eat meat and milk together. So you don't have to wait six hours after eating this egg, but you should not cook it together with challah. Okay, that is the shita of the shochanarch. And the Ramah doesn't argue here. The Ramah elsewhere does argue. And as far as he wrote a sefer taris chatos, and the Ramah says that we should lechatchila be choishish for the rashbam. That it should have a complete uh, shell. The shach is machm even by the eved. As long as it's still attached, he's machm. That's the long shach here. We're not going to learn it inside. However, it's brought down from the Truma Sadesh and others. The minag amongst Ashkenazim is that we do not treat the egg as parv unless it left the chicken's body. If it, if it was found inside, even if it's complete, even like the Rashbam, the Moschum Rashita, that it needs a klifa, kasha, still will be machmer. So based on this, it's really based on the Taisvis. Taisvis asked, what's pshat? Ayara bifnei rabbi, one is not allowed to paskin afilu be'asa bekutcha. So Taisvis is not talking about a chicken that was, uh, an egg that was laid. Of course, that you could eat that with milk. I'll bring you a riot to that. The, it's coming up for, for rabbis on Purim. One of the halachas we struggle with is the halachas that a person is not allowed to paskin. You're not allowed to paskin when you drink. So if a rabbi drinks, you drink a revius, you're not allowed to paskin. So, by the way, there's a marsha. The Gemara in Bav Metziah says that there are three things you're allowed to lie about. One of them is bipuraya. So Rashi says, it's talking about Tashmish, that a person should not publicize what he does. But the marsha says, this is how they teach it in fourth grade in Yeshiva, it's talking about bipuraya, drinking on Purim. So the marsha says, a rav, a, 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 a tamachacham, can make believe he's drunk. Uh, so it, it makes sense if he has to paskin. 
So he could make believe he's drunk, but he shouldn't drink because people are relying on him for Hira. So anyways, the, the question over there is, what's considered a Shaila? And the Ramah says that something that's so simple, a, uh, even if someone who drank, as long as he, he could think he could, he could somewhat think, so then he could paskin. Even though it's a, it's a, it's a question, it's a halacha, but if it's so simple that everyone, everyone who looked in yeshiva knows that, so the Ramah says in Hilchas uh, Tamatayra that you are allowed to paskin. So if that's not considered hayra, so how could ayyara bifnei rabbi, or one is not allowed to paskin in front of his rabbi, you're not allowed to paskin regarding an egg, an egg is parv, go to every kosher certified bagel store, and they're serving eggs and cheese. So what's the hayra there? So Taisva says that it's talking about this Sif in Shulchan Aruch. This discussion of when exactly the egg is considered detached from the oif and not considered meat, that's already considered a shiloh. And there, a person should not be yoyra b'fnei rabbi. So some want to say, that's the pshat in the minnow. The minnow in Ashkenazim is that we don't eat it until after it is totally formed because nobody wanted a paskin. Because you're not allowed a paskin b'fnei rabbi regarding this case of Be'asa, Be'kutcha, and perhaps that's the reason why this minog, uh, you know, this became the practice, that we consider eggs fleshik unless it has been laid and totally deta- totally separate separate from, from the chicken. Okay, that's Sif Hay in the Shulchan Aruch. Let's move on to Sif Vav. So we'll read Sif Vav and then we'll go through uh, the, the first part of the Sif, of the Sif which is uh, the, the more lamdish part. So... Simon Pezayan, as we as we mentioned, discusses what's considered basar, what's considered chalav, and what's considered bishal. That's what we really have to know regarding the halachas of bishal, basar, b'chalav. So we briefly mentioned the question of roasting or frying. Is that considered bishal, basar, b'chalav? So I alluded to that. We're going to have a few more uh, cases of this question. So number one, hamaushan, someone who smokes something. If you smoke basar, b'chalav together, or if you cook in Chami Tevaria, which means the springs of Tevaria, it's Lav Davka. And Tevaria could be any other natural hot spring. Ain't like in a love. You know how you know this? The Gemara Sachem talks about someone who cooks the Karim Pesach in Chami Tevaria. You're not allowed to bring the Karim Pesach out of Yerushalayim. So Chami Tevaria is, uh, is Lav Davka. It, it can't be Davka Chami Tevaria. Any hot springs, right? Tevaria is not in Yerushalayim. So ain't like in a lot. Very interesting lashon here. We're not usually we're not we're not, we're not learning uh, Hilchas Malkus here, but the Shochanar says you don't get Malkus. Again, he's quoting the Rambam. You do not get Malkus if you smoked basar b'chalav together. V'chein hamavasha basar b'meichalav. Someone who cooks meat in meichalav. We'll see what that means in a moment. Meichalav, the the water of chalav. Ay b'chalav mesa, or if a cow died, and and uh, some milk came out afterwards. So the halach is it's not considered milk on a derisa level. This is based on a pasuk. It says bechalev imo. It has to still be considered aim. Once it's dead, it's not aim. Ay bechalev zachar. Or if you had a male cow that somehow uh, the body went through some change, that was uh, last week's uh, tail end discussion, Rabbi Weiser. Of uh, so you you can see this case, but either way, it's not considered chalav mamish. Aishabishul dam bechalav. Or you cooked blood with chalav. Putter. All these cases are pater, meaning there's no, seemingly there's no iser deraisa, or at least your pater. One does not get malchus alts basar b'chalav. So I'm going to go backwards, just uh, to go through the shorter things uh, first. So dam b'chalav, dam is not basar, blood is not meat, and therefore it's not called, it's not textbook basar b'chalav. 
We said Chalav Zachar, that's not Bechalev Imoy. Imoy is Davka, it has to be a mother, it has to be a, a, a cow, not a bull. Uh, Mesa, again, Imoy, some, a, a cow that's alive, and therefore Chalav Mesa would not be included. What's Mechalav? So the truth is, from the word Mechalav, it's hard to know exactly what Mechalav is. We're going to cheat. The Shulchan Aruch later on in Sifches talks about Nesube de Chalva. So we'll talk about, we'll, in, in that Sif, we'll, we'll discuss the cheese making process. But briefly, when if you have milk, so milk has many components to it. There's water, there's calcium, there's casein protein, there's whey protein, and there's lactose and fat. So the fat is used as cream or, uh, you know, that's the, that's the 4% fat of milk. So during the after you make cheese, which is the, 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 the classic way they would process milk was by making cheese, so you were left with a liquid. Now that liquid we would call mechalav, and Tysus calls that liquid mechalav, and that refers to whey. In that mechalav is whey and lactose and uh, and water, basically. That's the sheet of Tysus. Many Rishonim argue on Tysus, and actually being arrived from what we just mentioned, Kuta Chabavli has whey in it, and the Gemara calls it Basu Bechalav Mamish, if you cook it with meat. And therefore, they say mechalav cannot be talking about uh, whey, or you want to call mechalav whey, but what the Shulchan Aruch here is, is saying me me chalav, the water from the water of the chalav. So if you took whey and you process it further, it would separate, you would separate the whey, that would be whey, today it's called a whey, a whey protein concentrate, a whey protein isolate. Bodybuilders use it and it gets used in other, other as, as another other ingredient. You, you, if you remove the whey from this liquid, you end up with lactose. Lactose is the sugar of milk. So if you made cheese, and you took you remove the whey as well, so you have two separations. We're going to call that meme chalav, and that's lactose. And there is no chalav de'araisa when it comes to lactose. Why do we really care? So the person discussed, let's say a person needs to take a lactose pill. Now, we said in the first year that pills are probably not achila anyways, but let's assume, let's say you had a case, you had a chocolate, a lactose type of chocolate where the whole the whole dairy component is only lactose. So lactose is only chalav on the Durabana level, and therefore a chalav could take it if if needed, even when they are fleshic. Um, that would be one, one, one consideration. Another interesting uh, application of this is that for many years, the diet Slurpees used something called tagatose. So you can't Historically, they weren't able to use Splenda or any of these sweet, any of the uh, fake sugars. They wouldn't froth in the Slurpee machine. So they found the sugar that froths, and that, sh- that low-calorie sweetener is called tagatose. Where does tagatose come from? So lactose is a disaccharide. Lactose contains two sugars. It contains, and if you don't have the correct uh, enzymes in your, in your stomach, you can't digest lactose. That's why you have to take lactase, and if you take a if you take the lactate milk, that helps you digest these these uh, the disaccharide. Anyways, the disaccharide is two sugars. One of them is galactose, and one of them is glucose. The galactose could be further processed, and you create tagatose. And tagatose is a milchic uh, sweetener. So if you if you look at the old Slurpee list, probably about four or five years ago, the diet sprites and diet Pepsi's were actually milchic. There was a dairy Slurpee using sugar that came from lactose. But the truth is it's only dairy on a Durabana level. And it does help because many places can say that, that this process of, of uh, transforming the lactose into, into tagatose, perhaps that is considered nishtana. So we're weary to say that the, the nishtana, that it changed, no longer has the original uh, components, especially if it has a similar 
similar uh, uh, function. It was sweet. It was a sweetener, and it stays a sweetener. So many poskim are hesitant to say it, but there would be a limitzchos if someone had a hot dog with a with a diet Pepsi Slurpee from back in the day. Now today they're powerful. They use uh, either they get tagatose from other sugars, or they use they froth something else. I don't know, but they don't use tagatose anymore. But you could say that it was nishtana, and it's only a din derabanan. It's only lactose, which is chalav, which is meimi chalav. It's only us from a derabanan. As far as it's only considered chalav on a derabanan level, and that would be a, that would be a limitzchus if someone had a, a diet slurpee when they were fleshik. Okay, let's go back to the uh, the first the first line. Hamaushan. If someone smokes basar b'chalav, so the mechaber says ain loikin alav. You don't get malchus. What does that mean? You don't you don't get malchus. So if it was Mutter on a Deoraisa level. So say, Asr Rachmed Rabbanan. Or why would there be an Isser? So what's the background to this? So the Rishonim quote, there's a Yerushalmi. The Yerushalmi in the Dharam, and this Yerushalmi is found in, in uh, many places in Shas. The Yerushalmi basically, every time it brings a case that you would think about cooking, the Gemara asks, is Mo'oshan, is smoking considered cooking? For example, in the Dharam, it says, if someone makes a neder, he vows that he's not going to have any benefit from cooked foods. What if it wasn't cooked? It was a smoked brisket. Is, is that is was his nether chal on that? Or do we say no? We only said cooked and moshan smoked is not considered cooked. As you can imagine, this question comes up regarding Shabbos. Hamoshan Mashabbos is Yichayev regarding Bishalakum. If Anachri smoked something, is that Bishalakum? Uh, two other two other places. Um, well, sorry, one more regarding Meiser. Let's say the Gemara says that Meiser could be eaten in the field if it's if it's derech um, ara. It's a snack. But if it's a uh, kvios, then you can't eat it, even if you didn't bring into bring it into the silo. So the Gemara there says, if you cook it, that's already a kvios. You grilled, uh, I don't know, some grain. You toasted it, so that's considered a kvios. What if you smoked it? So now in all these cases, the Yerushalmi doesn't answer it. If you learn Yerushalmi, you'll see that the Yerushalmi just goes. It doesn't finish the sugya. It literally says a few lines, then it never goes back. Never comes back to the original question. So the Yerushalmi. In a nutshell, just doesn't answer the question: Is it considered motion or not? And therefore, the Ramam says it's a suffix. We're not sure. It's a suffix. And therefore, when it comes to Shabbos, we should be machmir. When it comes to Bishul Basu B'chalav, we should be machmir because suffix deraisa lechumra. However, ain't like in love. You're not going to Yamalkus. In all these cases, it's only a suffix. Now, let's think about Bishul Akam. Bishul Akam is only an iser derabbanan. It's only awesome in the Rabbanan, Mishum Chasnas. Chazal were concerned that if you would, uh, that if a Nachri would cook for you, there would be a concern of Chasnas, of intermarriage. So therefore, the Machaber says, Mo'ushan, when it comes to Bishalakam, is Mutter. If a Nachri did Mo'ushan for you, he smoked something for you, Halacha is, Mo'ushan is not considered Bishal regarding Bishalakam, and it fits very well with the Rabbanan and the Shulchan Aruch, that it's a suffix. It's a, if Mo'ushan is a suffix. When it comes to deraisas, will be machmir. So Shabbos and maybe Nadarim and Basar Bukhal will be machmir. Ain't like in a love, it's only a suffix. When it comes to derabanans, we could be mako, and we would allow bishalakum uh, with Mo'ushan. That is the shita of the Machaber, and, and he clearly says it. The Gra argues, and so does the Prichadash, and they ask a few questions. Number one, the Gra says that if you look in if you look in uh, the Yushami and Shabbos, the Yushami actually says, Mo'ushan. Someone who smokes on Shabbos is considered cooking. It's considered bishul on Shabbos. So Mo'oshan is a problem as far as Shabbos. So the question is, does that shed light on the original question? Do you want your headphones on? Does that shed light? Do you hear me? Okay. 
does that shed light to the, the original question? Or do we say that it's two different things? That Basar, that Basar and Shabbos is... Uh, That Basar on Shabbos is that cooking on Shabbos, Bishal on Shabbos, is its own category. Maybe the Yerushalmi answered it. However, when it comes to the other questions, maybe we do not have any indication from that. So what's what's the question? Do we say Bishal on Basar Vachalov as the, the Yerushalmi put them all together, Nadarim and Meiser, they put it all together? So yes, uh, it would be a problem. And as the Gemara resolved the question, or do we say no? The Gemara resolved it regarding regarding one question. So. The, the deeper lambdas here is, do we say the same rules of Shabbos, Bishel, when it comes to when it comes to Basim Chalav, or do we say there's two different things? For example, when it comes to Shabbos, we have Avos, we have Taldos. There are many more things that are that are included in a Malach on Shabbos. That would be Lechumra and Lekula. You would say, and on Shabbos, Malachas Machshavas also Taira. So don't don't necessarily compare Shabbos to Basim Chalav. Especially when it comes to Nadarim. Nadarim is, we go, we go what people say, what they mean. And therefore, according to the Rambam, this later, later uh, Gemara, the Yerushalmi that says that Moshe that, uh, on Shabbos is considered Bishal, that doesn't answer the question regarding Nadarim and regarding the other, the other items. So, to, sorry, to summarize, sorry about that, to summarize, we have the Gra, the Gra says that, that uh, Bishal motion should be usher as the Gemara as the Rishon resolved it, while everyone else is learning, it's simply a suffix. Now the truth is, most of us are not uh, are not smoking things, you know, for 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 b'chalav. So, what would be a, uh, a nafkamina in this case? So, <clears throat> let's talk about Bishalakam, and maybe we'll get back to some of the b'sa b'chalav questions. The the, the Mechaber says that smoking would not be a problem. Smoking by Bishalakim is not a problem, and this fits with our Shulchanar, because it's only a suffix. Bishalakim is the Rabban or Meiko, Basabachal is the Raisa or Machmer. So let's say you have a smoker in your backyard. You have a smoker type of, it's not a grill, it's a smoker. So can you have a Nachri make a brisket for you in the grill, on, on, the, on the smoker? It's a Beferish or Shulchanar. Ma'ushan is, uh, is not considered Bishalakim. So the problem is what the what the Shochanar what the Shochanar is discussing is talking about Mo'oshan, where the the food gets heated by the smoke. Your smoker in the backyard, the, the it becomes an oven. It gets so hot that it's an oven. It also gives smoke flavor to it, but it's technically an oven, and therefore there would definitely be Bishal Akum on that smoke. So this came up in the Kashrus world regarding smoked fish. So although the Shochanar says Smoking is not a problem in Bishalakam, but today, they, when they smoke fish, especially a hot smoke, they're not just putting it in smoke, they're putting it into a chamber, and either they're pumping smoke into it to give it some flavor, or they're just spraying smoke flavor on it and calling it smoked. But it's not smoked, it's, it's baked in an oven, and therefore you do not have this heter of Bishalakam. What uh, many of the hashkachos do is that they will require or that the uh, fish sit in a brine that makes it edible prior to smoking it. So it's anyways, nechalchai, it's considered edible, Prior to uh, to it being smoked, that would be one one eitza. Additionally, everybody's eating sushi today, so perhaps the fish is considered nechachai, uh, is considered edible raw, depending on the fish. That would be a good argument. Whether or not we pass like that, that's a that's a different discussion. Comes up in Hilchas Muksa, comes up in uh, other places. If um, 
if sushi if sushi has changed that raw fish is now considered uh, edible. Uh, a more practical application of this is regarding steaming. So the Shulchan doesn't discuss cooking with steam. However, many of the places can suggest that this is found in the Dakichuva, the uh, the Munkacher. So he says that perhaps steaming should have the same halachas as smoking. Why? That that when you when you smoke fish in smoke, so it's not being cooked by ash, it's being cooked by motion, and that's not derech bishul. You're not using you're not using fire. You're using smoke. So the same way smoking would not be bishul akum, so to steaming would not be considered bishul akum. Rav Mendi doesn't like that. Why not? It's really boiled water. Oh, and and steam smoke. Is, and yeah, what's smoke? Steam is boiled water. It's like you're cooking. And smoked. Smoke is not the same. No, smoke is not water. It's it's burnt wood. I don't know. It's it's smoking up. It burnt wood, but it's not. Uh, it's not here. Is your mamish bishul? Okay, I hear. So the Dakishua brings many places more machmarnit, and um, the OU does not go with it. They do not hold that steaming is a hetter regarding bishulagum. They'll use it as a tziruf, you know, in 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 conjunction with other heterim, but they will not say that is mutter on its own. A uh, classic example of this would be tuna fish. So if you go to the you go to your supermarket, you'll find there's a tremendous price discrepancy between your you know regular OU tuna versus Haimisha tuna. Tuna that, that says Bishal Yisrael and Hashkacha um, Tamida. So there are two components of the question. Number one, do you need a mashkiach to check every fish or to see that the fish can you know has scales on it? Or can we rely that the Umar Le Maralam Nase, they're never going to add you know any bycatch into the into your canned tuna? That's question number one. And we spoke about that uh, on Zoom many years ago. That's question number one. Question number two, which some are more concerned for, is that the canned tuna is not cooked via a yid, unless you have mashkiach there. So they want bishri yisrael on their tuna. So so the tuna is steamed. Now, I mentioned that the tuna is brined before steaming, so you might get out of that. But let's say it was simply steamed, according to those that learn that steaming is like ma'oshan, so then there's no problem when it comes to bishalakam. However, if you hold, like Rav Mendi said, that steam is just, uh, it's evaporated water, it's not, uh, it's technically cooking in water, so then you would not have this heter of, of steaming. It comes up regarding rice. We once spoke about sake. Sake is uh, it's like a Japanese um, rice. Uh, rice wine. Rice wine, very good. And that's not whiskey, it's wine. So they cook the rice before before they ferment it. So there's a question, is that considered bishalakam? So Rav Asher Weiss has a chuvan and he says, even if you hold this bishalakam on steam, it's one long process, it's a drink. He has his, his reasons why he's makel. But another reason to be makel is that it's steamed. It's, it's, uh, heat, it's cooked via live steam, and therefore there'll be no problem of sake. The other hetter is that they don't cook it to 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 make it edible. It's not it's not a very good tasting rice before they ferment it. So, you know that, that's why lamaisa saki does not need does not need ashkacha. So we've we've just mentioned uh, steaming when it comes to live steam, which means you have the product that's being heated directly by the steam. Some of the hashkachas over the years said the following: Forget about live steam. We have a better eight. So anytime the heating element is steam. So then, perhaps there's no issue of bishalakam. This would be a tremendous hector. For example, let's say you have canned food. So let's say you had a uh, baby food or, I don't know, canned sweet potatoes, canned rice, which we would say requires bishalakam. It's considered a, a, a dish or canned uh, salmon or the like. Let's assume that's considered a hush of food. 
and you need to be Bishli Yisrael. So it's cooked via, it's in a can, and it's it's cooked in a retort, a steam retort. The steam heats up all the cans, and the product cooks in the steam. Now, the steam is not cooking the, the actual tuna itself. It's heating up the can. The can gets hot. It heats up the liquid, the oil, the water in the can, and that cooks the product. So is that considered uh, steam, or is that, or do we say that's regular bishul? Another example. a can or a pot. Oh, so what if you have a pot? Let's say you have a steam-jacketed kettle. You have a big kettle. They have this in, the, in, your, in your camps and yeshivas and industrial, uh, industrial, industrial uh, kitchens. You have this huge pot, and there's a, there's, a, there's a jacket. In that jacket are coils of steam. We spoke about this two weeks ago. You have to make sure the steam is not... We had a, we had a company recently that, was, that applied for hashkach on pickles. So they're cooking their, uh, their cans in, in, this, uh, in a retort, and the steam gets sent back through the whole system and it gets it heats up canned pork. So you have tree pickles. So in Hashkoch, you have to make sure the steam, you have to know where the steam is going and where it's coming from. But the steam is cooking the jacket, heating up the jacket, and the jacket's heating up the soup. So is that also considered a, not considered a bishalakum? There were those that wanted to say it. So I'll just tell you that in the, the, the conscious organi- organizations, we call it, you know, ACO. ACO is the Association of Conscious Organizations. We have minimum standards. And one of the minimum standards is that you that you cannot rely on this hector. That for live steam, you could be makele if, if it's steam hitting the rice. But to say that steam that heats up equipment, whether it's a canned retort or a steam jacket, a kettle, you're you're not considered an acceptable hashkacha. That's the minimum standard um, for uh, to be acceptable. One of the minimum standards in Ashkacha. However, I just want to point out, there's a tremendous riot from the Prisha that they are correct. Again, if you hold that steam is like smoked, there's a riot from the Prisha. The Prisha asks, how exactly are you smoking milk and meat together? What's the case? If we have, if it's a piece of cheese on a burger and you're putting that, and you have a stick and you're holding it over the smoke, that's not called Bishel anyways. At, at worst, that would be Tzli. You're roasting it. Tzli is an old Machlekes. Tyson's hold his mother. So it's not talking about Tzli. So what's it talking about? So he says one of two things. Either you had a burger or a, I don't know, a hot dog that milk was uh, was milk was absorbed into this hot dog, but it wasn't cooked yet. And now you're you're smoking it, so it's it's being heated up together. That was one option. Option number two, he says you took a pot and you put milk and meat in the pot. You held the pot over the smoke, and the smoke is heating the pot. But what's happening in the pot? The milk is cooking the meat, right? The milk is a liquid. It's cooking the meat. So isn't that the same exact thing as taking a can of, uh, of sweet potatoes with oil, putting it in a can, and the, sm- and the steam, if you hold steam is like smoked, is heating up the can, and the can is, uh, the contents are cooking like regular bishop, but the heating element is steam. It's not, not ish. So again, it, they probably do have a raya from the prisha, but again, this is not accepted in halacha, and, uh, and, and any, uh, any, anything that you're eating with a good ashkacha will not rely on this. Just once once we mention the, the debate regarding steaming and smoking, so let's just finish up the sugya regarding Derech Bishel and talk about microwaves. So we could spend an hour discussing the machlekes regarding Shabbos between Rav Moshe and Rav Shalom Zamorobach, if microwaves would be Bishel Daraisa on Shabbos or not. In a nutshell, again, this is the... Uh, a very simple way of, of viewing the Machlekes. Rav Moshe says, we care about Derech Bishel, and he says, microwave is Derech Bishel, which we could argue if historically it, it ended up uh, uh, you know, becoming like that. He thought it would become 
the, the way people would cook. Today, people would warm up something, and there are very few people actually cooking in a microwave. But anyways, he said it's derech bishul, and therefore be an isra deraisa. While Shlomo Zaman Robach said, no, we care about H. If you're not cooking via H, you're cooking through microwaves, that is not considered uh, a derech bishul. That's, I'm sorry, that's not considered, yeah, that's not considered Bishal on Shabbos, and of course that would not be considered Derech Bishal when it comes to Basu B'chalav. So we have another Heter. Let's go back to at one of our original Shilas that we said we're going to see different Heterim as we move along regarding warming up food. Let's say a Starbucks barista warming up food. So if you're using a microwave, you, have, you perhaps have another Heter that Shemazam Robach says a microwave is not Derech Bishal. And even if you, you uh, go through Moshe, it's probably no worse than Mo'oshan, or uh, steaming or smoking, so it would probably be on the level of a, of a suffix, deraisa. So it'd be another another reason, another tzirov to be make on. What about microwaving? So the, but just by the way, today a lot of the a lot of the Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks they don't use microwaves anymore. They use a, a Turbo Chef. It's like a it's like a seven thousand dollar machine, and it blows very very hot air onto the food. So uh, maybe if someone would say it's not ish mamish. I'm not sure. I would think that it's it's. Uh, it's much closer to Derek Bishel than uh, the age-old Shiloh of a microwave, so I, I wouldn't be so uh, so quick to say that you have you, you perhaps have a heter. Regarding Bishalakam on microwaves, so there used to be a machlekes between the various cities, you know how they how they gave hashkacha on Dunkin' Donuts. So years ago, when you when you got your eggs at Dunkin' Donuts, it was a, a raw egg that was put in a microwave and and you enjoyed it. That was your uh, your Dunkin' Donuts. You know, croissant and eggs, or bagel and eggs. So, if you went to Dunkin', if, if a Dunkin' Donuts approached you and, and they want you to give hashkacha, you tell them, "Oh, we need a mashkiach tamidi for uh, fifty thousand dollars a year." It's not going to happen. So, how exactly are you going to create bishul yisrael on eggs? Eggs, everyone agrees that eggs need bishul yisrael. So, some of them said microwaves. Uh, if microwaving something does not require bishul yisrael, so no problem. That was one uh, mahalach. Others had a you know do it yourself. They had a sign. It said, if you want kosher eggs, you have to put, put the microwave on on your own. And I've seen this actually in uh, some of the out of town communities. They have a uh, you know one of these Brugger bagels type of type of stores, Brugger Einstein bagels. There's no mashkiach there, and the eggs have to be heated in a turbo chef oven or a, or a microwave. And it says, do do it yourself. The problem is mimanoshach. If you hold, it needs bishul yisrael. So then the, the person who made it five minutes ago. What happened to the blias on, on all that? So okay, you want to say you want to be machmer, we're not machmer for blias or machmer lechatchila. I'm not sure. I don't really. I'm not sure exactly what you gain by having a sign that says "Do it yourself," but but this really gets into the the machlekes. Is a microwave considered derech bishul, and therefore by bishul akam there will be a problem, or do we say no? It's not considered derech bishul, and microwaving uh, food would not be would not be an issue. Just to point out, if you're warming something up, that's not a problem of of uh, of vishalakum and regarding basabachalov typically in that case it was already cooked together so ain vishalacher bishal those are some of the shadows we, we discussed let's say a nurse was heating something up for uh, for an elderly uh patient even if they're not jewish she can't cook basabachalov so that would be that that would be an eitzah uh if, if you hold a microwave it's not derech bishal plus it's ain vishalacher bishal those are some of the things to rely on just by the way the dunkin donuts today the eggs are already pre-cooked so it comes with hashkacha. Either they they have a mashkiach at the plant who makes sure it's cooked, or they say it's not It's not really eggs. It's uh, I don't know. It's a hockey puck. It's not really eggs, and therefore there's no there's no problem with bishulakim. But years ago it was a raw egg, and that's why you had we had the shadows. 
Okay, so Mitzvah next week we'll discuss, we'll go, go into the Ramah. The Ramah, this is a very sadistic Ramah, talks about many different questions that come up, dishwashers and um, and and Dabrashen uh, and Mishavin, a lot of uh, a lot of good things we're going to learn, Mitzvah Shem, in, uh, in the Ramah and Sivvav. Shkoyach. Thank you, Ellie. A few questions?